Welcome to Being Pennywise. I'm Alison Porter, founder of Pennywise Consultants. If you're preparing to uncouple through divorce or separation, this podcast is here to help you navigate the process and arrive at a fair outcome, ready to start the next stage of your life. I'll be in conversation with family lawyers and barristers, mediators, divorce coaches and other experts and we'll be sharing their advice and guidance to empower your choices, being wise about your pennies. Hello, I'm thrilled to be joined today by Samantha Wooden, co-founder of The Divorce Surgery. The Divorce Surgery's mantra is one couple, one lawyer, and I want to do a deep dive today into how this can possibly work and why it's an interesting development for anyone wondering how they're going to navigate through the legal labyrinth of divorce in a cost-effective and non-litigious way. Samantha is a family law barrister who co-founded the multi-award winning The Divorce Surgery, which was the first regulated service in the UK, which enabled separating couples to share a lawyer on divorce. She is a contributor to BBC News on family law and was one of the 40 women awarded the government's Innovative UK Women in Innovation Award in April, 2021. Samantha wrote a book called The Art of Untying the Knot, which was published by HarperCollins in 2021 and aims to help couples navigate divorce fairly and with decency. Welcome to the podcast, Samantha. Well, thank you very much for having me. What initially prompted you to take this step to form the divorce surgery? So the the background of the divorce surgery is that I've been a family law barrister for a long time now, about 16 years, I think, off the top of my head. And I'd always been representing, you know, one side or the other, one spouse or the other, either in relation to the division of their finances or the arrangements for their children. And that was all I knew. And that was all that any of us knew. We had a two-sided adversarial process in family law, as we do in all the other areas of law. But then seven years ago, a couple approached me direct. And they said, we want to instruct you but we both want to instruct you. We know what our finances are. We can tell you what they are. And we'd like you to tell us together and impartially how a judge would view that and and what's fair. Now, at the time, I thought that just wasn't possible because of my conflict rules as a barrister. But I was intrigued and I started reading around and I realised that actually in other European countries, France and the Netherlands and Italy, it's totally normal to share a lawyer on divorce. And, that, and that's actually your starting point. And you only go to separate lawyers if there are issues which I know will come on to in terms of, of your particular case not, not being suitable for joint advice. So I started making inquiries with the Bar Council and the Bar Standards Board to regulate barristers. And they said, yeah, if you're instructed by the couple to give them impartial joint advice, you can advise them together. You can't then obviously go on and represent either of them separately, but you can advise them together. And I just thought, gosh, that is so great. When I thought about what I'd want for my family and my friends, knowing the process and, and how destructive litigation can be to families, I thought I've got to give this a go. So then I spoke to a colleague in Chambers, Harry Gates, he's another barrister, and I said, look, I really want to do this. Nobody's done it before. It's probably mad, but do you want to do it with me? And he said, yes. <laughs> so that's how the divorce surgery was born. It took us kind of a year to get regulated. At the time, 
everyone within the profession, you know, the judges, solicitors that, you know, we know them all very well. They're really supportive. But I think it was viewed as a bit crazy, bit heretical, and possibly that we were being a bit naive and that divorcing couples actually really wanted the fight. They wanted the litigation, that there wouldn't be any demand for this service. Well, fast forward six years and there's huge demand to the point that the industry is changing. And now it was announced last summer that solicitors can now, their regulations have been confirmed that they can offer joint advice. And it's very slowly and surely moving to become a default that that's where couples start, which is extraordinary when I think about what the landscape was like six or seven years ago when it was thought impossible that it could happen. So that's where it came from. A long answer to your question. No, it's it's a great answer. And actually, that sort of answers another question I had, which is, you know, I have noticed in the industry that other services, similar services are popping up amongst family law lawyers. And you've actually just clarified now why that's possible when it wasn't when I first came across you. That's right. I mean, you know, honestly, every week, if you go on Google, if you search for one couple, one lawyer, there'll be more and more different law firms and services offering joint legal advice, which is fantastic. You know, and that's what we wanted to happen. We didn't want to be the only people offering it. We wanted to create a really competitive landscape where couples could go out there, know it's normal to share a lawyer and then have loads of options for who they choose. So, yeah, it's it's really encouraging. And it was great to see Resolution kind of take the lead last summer. They got some legal advice from a silk and then they confirmed to all of their members look, you can go off and give joint legal advice. So now somebody could Google separating together or one couple service and all these things will come up. So people have got a choice now. Yes, exactly. So the be- the best thing to Google probably is one couple, one lawyer, because that's the term that most people still seem to be using. Mm. But yeah, if you if you looked up joint legal advice on divorce, you'd probably get some answers. But you can shop around. You know, there's loads of different options, which is amazing. Well, that's right, because I know now we're all using virtual means to talk to people. There are still people who want to sit face to face with the person that's going to be helping them. And the majority of our clients do. So we do a a sort of mix of some meetings we'll do on Zoom, kind of weekly check-ins, because our our clients have the benefit of both solicitor and barrister input. So we have an in-house solicitor, we're just about to get another actually, who help couples work through their financial disclosure and finances or help them get all the information they need about the children. And quite often there'll be weekly or fortnightly check-ins with, you know, to make sure everybody's on track. And then only by Zoom, because that's just easier for everyone. But then when it comes to meeting the barrister and getting the advice, a lot of couples want that face to face, which we do. But equally, some don't. Some like to be in the comfort of their homes. So we kind of work around what clients want. But that's what the pandemic changed, didn't it? You know, this hybrid working now is a really common model in that you can adapt to what your client base wants. If they want face to face, you give it. If they want virtual because of their working or home commitments, you give that. Perfect. So how would you define the difference the divorce surgery is making to people's lives? Well, I don't want to overemphasize the difference. I mean, you know, divorce is is still hard. It's an emotional process. It can be very raw for people going through it. So we don't sort of suggest that just by sharing joint advice from a lawyer, it's going to make divorce easier. It doesn't. 
But when you look at the process of getting divorced, part of that is a legal process. And the problem we had in the past was that the legal process itself was making relationships worse, was increasing conflict, was driving people apart. When you've got to remember in a family context, a family is still a family after all the lawyers have gone away. So what we've been able to do with this joint service by sharing a lawyer is just take some of that conflict out, is essentially to make the legal aspect of divorce a bit more boring, a bit more pedestrian, a bit more process driven. It's about, okay, we need to find out what objectively a fair outcome is. That's going to involve some financial disclosure, quite a boring exercise. Let's do it all together. Let's be transparent so that couples then know the legal advice that they need, but without that driving them apart in the meantime, because they're not pitching their best case scenario versus the other person's best case scenario. They're just focusing on something that's fair for them and their family as a whole. Well, I mean, I think it's it's a wonderful option. So from a practical point of view, how does the divorce surgery work? What would somebody need to do? How does the process start? I mean, obviously, they ring your office and the contact details are on your website. But I think our listeners would quite like to know how the actual process works. Yeah, of course, how it feels. Yeah, absolutely. So what will normally happen is somebody might look on the website, you know, joint legal advice is still really relatively new. So it's really important for us that people have access to information about it before they even think about committing to coming to meet us. So we have a team of client relationship managers who are non-lawyers, but who are always there to answer the phone and they give free guidance calls to anyone who wants to know about it, whether or not the other spouse is interested or not. So that's often how our sort of client relationship works is that we'll have some informal guidance calls with one spouse and then maybe the other one will want a separate one, maybe they'll want one together. And then if they decide they're really serious and they want to look into it properly, we'll arrange something called an introductory session with each of them. And they're sort of 45 minutes to an hour each, individual sessions with one of our in-house solicitors to see if there are services right for them, really. And the sorts of things that we're particularly concerned about in terms of screening are making sure there isn't an abuse dynamic such that one wouldn't feel safe in a joint process, making sure there aren't jurisdictional issues. So we get a lot of international families, but we do get some families where there may be the opportunity for one of them to apply for divorce in a different country with a more favourable regime to them. Now, if that's the case, they then need to get independent legal advice quickly. And so we, we tell them to do that. And some do and then come back to us, some don't. And then the third situation which we, we're really looking out for is concerns about financial dishonesty. So if we've got one spouse saying, look, I think the other person is going to hide assets from me, or I think they're they're taking steps to move assets abroad without my consent, then again, they'd need to get independent legal advice because that requires a very careful forensic analysis and also some quite urgent emergency court steps to freeze assets. And obviously, that's not something we can do in a joint service. But those are really the minority. I mean, the, the great minority of cases. So the vast majority of couples we meet are completely suitable. We're suitable for them. And so the rest of the session at those introductory stages is working out, OK, 
what are the issues in the case? What are the legal issues? We get them to fill in quite a detailed questionnaire first before they meet us so that our solicitor can analyze all of that, work out, you know, are we going to need a business valuation, pension reports? Are they going to need budget help? What are we looking at in terms of the seniority of the barrister that needs to advise? Is this a very complex case or not from a legal perspective? And then we can advise at that point, whether they then come to us or not, but we can advise at that point, look, this is, these are the legal issues in your case. These are the sorts of, you know, financial expert you may may need in order for the court to resolve this. And after those sessions, we then send out a fixed fee quote for the whole service. So those introductory sessions are £600 for the couple. And then if they decide to proceed, that's deductible from the total fee but we then send out a, a fixed fee for everything and the fees so your listeners know it's on the website but it's good to know that they're, they're always fixed they're always for the whole service they start at £4,750 plus VAT and the average fee is around £18,000 plus VAT per couple because the, the majority of cases we get in are a bit more complex and they require barristers who are a bit more senior than our sort of entry level cases. And they normally require two sessions with the barrister. But when you compare that to the cost that you'd spend on a two-sided process on hourly rates, it is much, much less, even though I, I acknowledge it's still a serious investment of money. Now, if you know, the couple look at the quote and think, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's within our budget. We're happy with that. The process then starts in earnest. So from that point, all communications are shared. It's Everything's completely transparent. They'll get a getting started session in with our solicitor, Rachel, to go through what financial disclosure is needed and what their plan is. So some couples like a weekly check-in, some like a fortnightly check-in. Some say, leave us alone and we'll crack on with it ourselves. That's fine. If they need tax advice, budget help, pension reports, we help them with all of that, get letters of instruction ready, coordinate with the experts. We don't have any referral relationships at all. We just recommend people that we've worked with before. For most couples, it takes a couple of months to get all the financial disclosure in. Obviously, if we're advising in a children case, that's much shorter because it's information about the children that we need. So it's normally a couple of weeks. But at that point, we're then ready to instruct the barrister that they've chosen and we'll have given them three to pick from. But we use barristers from across the family bar so we can pick the very best for our clients. They then meet with a barrister. So for most couples, that's they have two meetings. So the first is going through all the financial disclosure, thinking, do we have everything we need? Does the barrister have everything they need to advise? And the test is, would a judge have everything they need? You know, that's the test. So if we're looking at getting expert reports in, for instance, a business valuation, the test we apply is the same test that the court would apply. Is this necessary? And that goes for financial disclosure too. So, you know, our couples do a full form E each, which is the court form. We are really rigorous in our financial disclosure. So this isn't a process for doing a, a sort of short form financial disclosure or cutting corners. We have to be extremely thorough because we want our couples at the end of it to know exactly how a judge would look at a case and the judge would need to know everything. So then after the disclosure session, there may be some other bits and bobs for them to get. And then it's the advice session, which is a two to three hour session with their barrister going through the law, how it applies to their case and what the barrister thinks the judge would do in, in significant detail. And that's followed with a written advice, which is about 15 to 20 pages long. So couples can then go off and, and think about it. Now, in terms of how long that all takes, the average client journey is four to five months. 
And that fits in really well with the divorce application process, because now we have no fault divorce that takes six months. So generally at the beginning of our client relationship, couples will submit their no fault divorce application. During that six month period, they're working with us on the children, on financial disclosure, they're getting their their advice, they're reaching agreement so that then any agreement can be converted into a financial consent order before they get their final divorce order. And in terms of of sort of the success rate, I suppose you call it, of the process, to date, 85% of the couples who've been to us have settled. Now, that's a really high number because to a certain extent, it's a self-selecting group. You know, you're, you're coming to a service like this because you really want to settle. But what's really pleasing, obviously, for, for me and Harry is that it shows that it works, you know, and, and the time saving, aside from the cost saving for these couples in, in resolving this within a six month period and feeling like they've done it fairly and decently, you know, that just can't be understated. And I suppose also the process is quicker because you're not being held up waiting for court dates and things like that. Exactly. And and just the general process of communicating. You know, so if we've got a case, for instance, with, you know, one spouse who's receiving deferred compensation, we've got a question about when certain shares vested or what the vesting conditions are. You know, in a in a two-sided case that requires an analysis by the solicitor on one side, writing a letter or an email to the other, the other taking instructions, going back with a letter or email. So it, that is saving both expense, but also time, which is really, really helpful and, and just makes the process more efficient. So Sam, how do you see the landscape of family law changing? I think we're at a really interesting crossroads with family law because you know, like anything, you you keep learning. As professionals, we're learning all the time. And what's happened in the last five years or so is we've had a huge amount of, of research done by academics about the impact of conflict on children and adults and the conflict that's created by litigation. The Nuffield Family Justice Observatory has done some really fascinating work. Professor Gordon Harold's done some really interesting work. And it's it's showing, you know, what, what does being in court proceedings do to children? And uh, and the results aren't great. You know, it's, it's really bad for children to witness their parents in entrenched conflict. It, it can increase anxiety rates of anxiety, rates of depression. And judges can see this. And the courts as well are overrun with cases and with some cases that, in the judge's opinion, shouldn't be there. So what we have is a a big move spearheaded by the president of the family division, who's the most senior family judge in the country, saying court needs to be the last resort. And, you know, most people don't still don't really realise what all their options are. So it's about kind of big public education campaign. It's also about destigmatizing divorce. You know, we still live in a society where divorce is completely normal. 42% of marriages end in divorce. But the way we approach divorce is so negative, is so stigmatized. And that needs to change. We need to accept that actually a really successful relationship can have a shelf life. And sometimes the best decision can be to go your separate ways if a relationship is making you both deeply miserable. And that's all fine. And we need to change our processes to enable that and change our attitudes to enable that. So I think what we're going to see within family law is a a greater and greater push by judges to encourage couples to resolve issues out of court, resolve them together where they can. And I think there may well be a push to 
potentially by the government for, for media to report on this more. I've noticed just in the last five years, you know, the difference in the questions I'm being asked when I give interviews by journalists used to always be so negative. And now there is this kind of, oh, well, what, so what is an amicable divorce? Tell us about that. There's curiosity there. And, you know, fundamentally, we just want to make this okay for the people going through it. So they don't feel rubbish about themselves, so they can navigate it. So it becomes a footnote in their children's lives rather than the dominating event that happened. So I think that's the shift that's happening. I think it's a really healthy shift. I think we absolutely need the family courts for those cases where people need their protection. But I think in situations where they don't, we need to give couples the tools to resolve them outside the court arena. Samantha, thank you so much for joining me today. And I absolutely know that our listeners are going to draw so much information from what you've said. Could you just tell our listeners how they will find out more about the divorce surgery, how they can get in touch? And also, of course, as I mentioned in the introduction, you and Harry Gates have written a book called The Art of Untying the Knot, which is available from Amazon, I imagine, and your own website. Yes, that's right. So, I mean, the best way to find out a bit about the divorce surgery is to look at the website first. There's, we've also got an Instagram handle that has loads of like quite cringe videos from me and Harry each week, which might be interesting. And there's the phone number is on the website and then you'll get through to you. We've got four kind of front of house client relationship managers who are there to answer any queries. And it's a great place to start. In terms of the book, yes. So Harry and I were approached by Harper Collins to write a book about how, essentially, how to have an amicable divorce. And it's called The Art of Untying the Knot. It's on Amazon and in Waterstones. And you can find a link on our website. But it's really a practical roadmap for couples to follow if they want to work together through divorce. And it includes, you know, the things we've learned about bringing in external expertise where you need it, you know, the kind of basic understanding of the law and how judges apply it, and also real practical steps in terms of reaching an agreement and getting in the in the right frame of mind. And it's really lovely, actually, because we wrote the book and thought, gosh, well, you know, maybe nobody will read it. But now lots of the the couples that come to us, you know, one or both of them will say at those introductory sessions, oh, we read Sam and Harry's book, you know, which is lovely. So the the idea is that, again, it's just information. And there's an audio book, too, so that, you know, if you know somebody going through divorce, we've got a whole chapter on friends and family and how you can support people going through it. You know, it's just to give people access to as much information as possible so that they can shape the divorce that they want. Well, I'm also pleased to say that you can buy it from the reading room on our website at Pennywise Consultants. It's under the reference books section. And I know that people have bought it from there. So we're hoping that we're helping you in that respect as well. So Sam, thank you so much for sparing the time for what I found to be a really interesting and thought provoking chat. It's very exciting to see how you're disrupting the world of divorce. And I think what you're doing is very timely. Good luck for the future. Thank you so much for having me, Alison. I love our chats and it was great to be able to contribute to your podcast. We're absolutely delighted to have you. And that's why you're one of the first people we asked. So thank you very much, Sam. And we'll be in touch soon. What a fascinating chat. And I think these are the takeaways. 
Samantha and Harry Gates have blazed a trail in tackling a problem that needed a solution. Courts are getting terribly clogged up with the vast number of divorce cases and judges want the court to be the last resort and for couples to resolve their problems together. Sam also made the point that children are the first to suffer from the impact of conflict by litigation and that society needs to destigmatize divorce. Divorce is still going to be a serious investment, but doing it jointly will definitely cost you less. If you've listened to the first two episodes of the podcast, you'll have already worked out that I've chosen my guest speakers for the uniquely useful contribution they bring to the issue of divorce. Make sure you don't miss any new episodes by clicking the follow button on whichever app you use to listen to Being Pennywise. I know you may have heard this before, but please find a moment to leave me a nice review that would really help people find the podcast. All those people who need to hear the amazing advice we give out. Pennywise Consultants works with lawyers, barristers, financial advisors and divorce coaches to provide an all-encompassing, cost-effective service for all our clients. And there's lots more about us on our website, pennywiseconsultants.co.uk. You'll find me back here again in two weeks. Bye for now. Produced by Made For You Podcasts.